So, Lord, we come before you this morning asking you, Lord, to be among us, within us, and guide this service. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, convict us this morning. Change our hearts and our attitudes and conform them to yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, brothers and sisters, and our visitors. Good morning to you and all those who are following us online. Good morning. You are all welcome. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man or the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17. We are continuing with our series on prayer. On January 8, 2023, we learned that Prayer is not an option for the child of God. Last week, we learned about the priority of prayer. We were challenged to cry out to God. Today, we focus on the practice of prayer. I will lead us through some practical steps we can use each day in our prayers. I'm using the model prayer which our Lord Jesus taught in Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13, and Luke 11, verse 2 to 4. We will start seven phrases in this model to, deep, to deepen our practice of prayer throughout the day. A study of the lives of the servants of God in the Old Testament vividly shows that they had a close walk with God. It is because they were prayerful. They were deliberately creating times of prayer. David in Psalm 55, verse 17, and Daniel in Daniel 6, verse 10, used to pray three times a day in the morning, the afternoon, and at night. This pattern was followed right into the New Testament. During my study, I saw another outline of the times of prayer, which is recorded in Psalm 119, verse 164. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgment. There were occasions David prayed seven times a day. I will use the seven phrases that the Lord taught to illustrate how we can schedule our prayer times into seven prayer slots each day. Most of us are used to praying in the morning, at the table, and before sleeping. Let's extend to seven times and enrich our communion with our Father. The Lord's Prayer will help us achieve this. The Lord taught us as a model to use when we pray. 
Let's see how we can practically pray seven times a day using the seven phrases of the Lord's Prayer. Rick Warren developed an outline which divides the day into seven segments as follows. Getting up, breakfast, mid-morning, lunch hour, afternoon, evening, before going to bed. You have seven slots, don't you? Let us now look at the seven phrases. <clears throat> Phrase number one. Get in the presence of God when you wake up. Our Father in heaven, it is a privilege to wake up knowing that I am a child of God and I am in his presence. This is a privilege. Let God know that you know that he is your father and you are grateful. This prayer is for both the gathered community and the individual. Thank the Father for all the things he has done for you. I suggest you maintain a gratitude list. So let's go and buy some booklets, some notebooks, and, call and then say gratitude list. And memorize the things God has done for you. Your salvation, your forgiveness, family, house, food, the air we breathe, a spouse, children, a job, education. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, What do you have that you did not receive? And the answer is none. The first phrase says we should be in the presence of God by focusing on our Father. The term our Father means Abba, Father, Daddy, Baba. Father denotes a personal relationship. Our Father is good. Our Father cares for us. Our Father is close to us. Our Father loves us and is able to deal with any situation we may encounter. Our Father loves us. That is why we should start our day in his presence with thanksgiving. When we wake up, we should pray, God, you are good to me, and I'm grateful to you for my life, for this house, for this bed. Today I left home, there was electricity. For this electricity, this car. You can start your day like David did in Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Which are his benefits? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies you, your mouth, with good things? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Wake up in the presence of God with thanksgiving. The second phrase. 
Hallowed be your name. That's verse 9 again. You praise God. In terms of the times segment, we are now at breakfast. Remember, you thank the God even for that breakfast, haven't you? We now focus on praising God. The word hallowed means to honor, to give respect, to praise, to hold in high esteem. This is adoration, so we adore him. At breakfast, adore him, bless him, give him respect, praise him. Hallowed be your name. When we pray, hallowed be your name, we are saying, your name is holy. I am going to respect your name on the roads. I am going to respect your name at my work. I am going to respect to praise your name even in this home. Psalm 145, verse 1 and 2, I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. That's how you, what you do at breakfast. Let's re reflect briefly on the name, on the term name. In the Old Testament, name stood for the character and personality of God. His name is to be known in this fallen world by the way his children conduct themselves. A name represents my identity, my character, my personality. I can either secure assets or lose assets on the basis of my name. I can secure a loan. Or they can say, no, 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 not that one. Because of a name. When we say, hallowed be your name, we are saying, God, you are wonderful. God, you are holy and loving and competent and faithful to fulfill all your promises on the basis of your name. Look at some of, let's look at some of his names and consider briefly how we can use them to praise God. God says, I am Abba Father. I am Abba, your Father. The one who loves and cares for you. Romans 8, verse 15 to 16, say we receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. When you place your faith, faith in Jesus as your personal Savior, God adopts you into his family. Have you done that, my friends? Today is the day of salvation. Acts 2, verse 21, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Another name, Elohim. God is your creator. He created all the universe, everything. He is the creator and sustainer. As for me, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, verse 14. Jehovah Rapha, God our healer, he heals us physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. El Shaddai, he is the almighty God. He has all the power 
to sustain me, to support me, to help me and deliver me. Jehovah Jireh, God, our provider. Jehovah Shalom, he is our peace. This is a distressful world, isn't it? But we need peace, and he is peace. Elroy, when Hagar was in the desert and was crying, then God saw her, and she saw him, and says, I have seen the one who sees me, God who sees. Jehovah Tikkeni, God our righteousness. I don't have my own righteousness. I cannot earn righteousness to heaven. He is my righteousness. What can we learn from this list? That all prayer is based on the intimate knowledge of God. The more I know him, the more, the more I will praise him. Psalm 9, verse 10, And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So at breakfast, review the names of God and think about their meanings. They have got rich promises which you can appropriate in your life. Praise three. Pray for God's purpose. Verse 10. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done. In terms of timeline, this is now mid-morning, about 10 a.m. God is depicted as king. He is a king with a kingdom. He is a king of kings and lord of lords. When others are rushing for a tea break and a church, set aside a few minutes for this phrase. Pray, although I am working in this company, what matters most is that your kingdom come and your will be done. God, I want your agenda to be done, not my agenda. I want to align my life with your purpose and plans. Let your kingdom come in this world. Let this, your kingdom come in this nation, Zimbabwe. Let his kingdom come. Let your kingdom come in this company. Let your will be done. Your purpose, Lord, only your purpose. Help me to be sold and light in this company. You may want to continue. I have lots of work to do here. The meeting is tense and winding, and the Lord is heavy for me. Lord, I want your plan to be done in my life. I'm praying for your will to be done in this company and in my life. Why do you do this? You want to align your life and plans with God. God will help you do your work because he has promised in Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will follow you. Follow his plan, his purpose, his agenda. This prayer will open all kinds of power and blessings because he is in control of both this world and heaven. He is orchestrating the affairs of men. If I lost some, you are still okay. 
So let's go to fourth, the fourth praise. Pray for God's provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Verse 11. In terms of time frame, it's around lunchtime. Let's review. We started the day by going into his presence with thanksgiving in our hearts. We praised his name. We prayed for his purpose for our lives. Now is time to list our needs. Most of us start here and end here. Yet this should be the fourth item on our prayer list. Give us this day our daily bread. Bread represents everything we need. It could be money, resources, contracts, opportunities, again, anything to sustain me. Like manna, I need bread every day. So don't shy away from asking for those, asking for, the, for his intervention for those needs. I need bread every day. I need strength to create wealth. I suggest, again, we make a list of our needs and ask and seek and knock. Again, ask and seek and knock. Someone said, our task is to ask and God's job is to figure out. God may say, this is a good request here it is. Oh no, this request is not good for you. There was this child who was seeing his father shaving every morning for about three years. And then one morning he said, Dad, I, may I borrow your razor blade? He said, what do, you want it to, what, what do you want it for? He said, I want to shave. To begin with, the three-year-old does not have the beard. Secondly, he will harm himself with it. So the father would say, no, or wait until you have grown your beard. Friends, is your need marriage? Some of us, we have a number of singles here. I can look and I'm seeing a lot of you. Are you asking? Ask. But there are those with shaking marriage. Ask, are you looking for a spouse? Yes, ask. Don't be, uh, don't, 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 don't feel ashamed. He says, ask. Is your need a job? Ask. Is your need healing? Ask. Is your need a university place? Ask. Are your children straying? Ask. Personalize your request. The Expositor's Bible commentary says, this is a prayer for needs, not our greeds. Needs are not greeds. Secondly, ask for what other people need too. Pray for your friend's needs, a family member's needs. When we pray for our needs, we are petitioning. But when we pray for others, we are interceding. Do not be selfish. As Samuel would say, I should not sin by failing to pray for other people. 
Give us our daily bread. The fifth phrase, pray for God's pardon. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In terms of time, it is about 3 p.m. I ask for forgiveness in the afternoon. Why? You have been interacting with the people throughout the day. Some people are frustrating. Others are disappointing. They have their own anger, their own hurts. Still others are hurting and may want to hurt you. And they have bad attitudes. But you are saying, I am a child of God. And you go to Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. Lord, search me. I don't want to carry garbage in the rest of the day. One preacher said, taking out garbage doesn't take a long time. We know it at home, don't you? My wife would always say, Ruva, take this garbage out. It takes very, a very short space of time and the, the house will be clean. Don't let your heart stockpile garbage. Sin. When we pray, forgive our debts, we are saying it's confession time. Confession is owning up my sins. I'm admitting my sins. How do I know if I have unconfessed sins towards someone? When I carry resentment, I look at this, or I think about this individual, and I'm resentful. Or when I'm angry, or when I am feeling insecure, or I'm hurt. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. How often should you confess your sins? Let me also ask, how often should you take garbage out of your house? This is how often you should confess your sins. Your house must remain clean, clean and fresh. Every day, Psalm 32, verse 5, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I say it. I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Remember, this is 3 p.m., and it is time for some cleaning. Cory Ten Boom says, forgiveness is the key that unlocks the door of resentment and the handicaps of hatred. It is a power that breaks the chains of bitterness and the shackles of selfishness. And God forgives us. As God forgives us, we should forgive others also. Pray. God, is there anything, any sin, any attitude, any action I need to admit to you and confess? Friends, we must reflect on this and return so that we can be restored after repenting. Phrase six. God's protection and do not lead us into temptation, but leave us from the evil one. We are now on verse 18. In terms of timeline, this is evening. 
time to go home. The roads are gay. For some, the spouse are gay. The children are gay. We should not carry problems from work into the house. If we do, someone again said, you will dump them on the wife, the wife will dump them on the children, the children will dump them on the pets, and the line goes. One pastor suggested we should place a garbage can just outside as you walk out from your car, dump the garbage there. And when the wife, as you receive, and she senses that you have not dumped it, she, she should ask you, have you, did you remember to dump the garbage outside? Rick Warren says, the worst temptation, temptations come in the evening, and I wondered why he provided some, insi insi some insights. The concession on the roads. For others, it is the television. Still others, it is the cell phone and the refrigerator. He says, 90% of all arguments in the home happen one hour before dinner. Why is it so? I think we'll carry a survey. The blood pressure is low. You are tired. You are hungry. You are angry. However, remember first, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. What does this prayer mean? Lord, protect me from thinking thoughts that are evil, from saying words I should not say, or from going to places I should not go, or visiting sites I should not visit, or from visiting the refrigerator frequently for food. <laughs> Young people, it may be asking the Lord to keep you from staying on TikTok for long times and to dissociate from bad company. Keep your life Pure, beware of the pollution of the mind because your brain affects your character. Do not lead us into temptation, but leave us from the evil one. Martin Luther said, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, can you? But you can certainly keep them from building a nest on your head. So temptations may come, but you resist them because there is a way of escape. I will be brief on the last one. Pray for God's power. When we read, Pastor did not read this one. So if you use the New King James Version, you see this phrase. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's verse 13. You may not see it in your, some of your versions. It's time to go to bed. 
We can go to bed knowing that our father is in charge of his kingdom. He has unparalleled power and authority. Recognize his power. So you can actually go and sleep knowing that he is in control. And you can say, oh, wake up, Lord, and I wake up in your presence. We are going back to getting up. And this End your day with this powerful doxology. He is sovereign. So how do you apply? Simply. Even as we get, the, the, the team is getting ready. Go in the presence of God when you wake up. Praise him at breakfast. Seek his purposes in the morning. Pray for the provisions at lunchtime. Pray for pardon in the afternoon, for protection in the evening, and for his power when you are going to bed. Let's go and practice these themes, these elements, on a daily basis until they become part of our lifestyles. We'll be a vibrant church. We'll be vibrant in our workplaces, in our community. We'll be sold and light. We'll change the community. We must take Harare for Jesus. When we go on our knees, shall we pray? We thank you, Father, for your day, for this day you have given us, to hear about the way we can pray because you have given us a model. As we started, when we started, we say convict us. Lord, may you continue to convict us and change us so that we can be more and more like you, to be Christ-like in honoring God's name, Christ-like in extending his kingdom, Christ-like in performing his will. Help us to do that, even as we lean on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.